Have you thought this through? No way will that work. Are you sure? Is there any money in that? You'll never make any money doing that. How are you going to get the mortgage? Just get a job. You're going to try to tell that? Why can't you be normal like anybody else? All right. Were your parents morons too? Savvy entrepreneur to the rescue! Congratulations, that really turned out well. I'm really good job. I'm really, really. You know, I wish I had thought of that. I never thought of anyone this. How did you do that? I'm so glad you're here. I wish I had the courage to follow my dreams. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur Show. We're broadcasting on WLCB 101.5 FM, based in the greater Chicago, Milwaukee area. If you're an entrepreneur or small business person, or you're thinking about becoming one, listen up because this show is for you. I'm Doris Nagel, your host for the next hour. The Savvy Entrepreneur Show has two goals. First, to share information and resources. I have made as an entrepreneur some incredibly dumb mistakes, and I've seen lots of them from past clients or just talking with other entrepreneurs and friends. So if I can help just one of you miss some of the potholes that I've seen or done myself, then I've been successful. The second goal of the show really is to inspire. I found at least being an entrepreneur was confusing, sometimes lonely. You have no idea sometimes if you're on the right track or not or where to turn for good advice. So to help with that, every week on the show, I have guests who are willing to share their stories and their advice. And this week, I have two guests with me, a husband and wife duo, India Henderson and James Wilkinson. They are the founders of Blank Space, which is a service business that is gonna provide services for entrepreneurs just like those of you listening out there. So with that introduction, India and James, thanks so much for being on the show. Welcome to the Savvy Entrepreneur. For having us. Yeah, we're excited to be on. Thank you. I'm delighted you both could join. Let's just start out at the natural place, which is what is Blank Space? What does it do and who's it designed to help? Blank Space is a business coaching and consulting company, first and foremost. We do also offer professional development coaching as well. So career-oriented, resume building, networking, um, all sorts of things like that. But we are focused on how can we help uh, entrepreneurs, so uh, new startups and smaller businesses grow into you know the businesses that the owners want them to become. We found that there's a lot of consulting, a lot of co- coaching for the individual as it relates to life coaching um, and things like that, as well as the larger businesses as it relates to how do you uh, create, automate, how do you improve processes, things like that. But there's no one at, that I've seen that's really out here in the market for the everyday business owner who is looking to start their business uh, at you know moonlighting, having a day job, and then having a family, and then you know trying to build their business in in the off hours uh, and working really hard to just try to get something off the ground. So we found an opportunity um, because we've been through that experience multiple times. And we want to help um, those everyday individuals out to be able to uh, really accomplish their vision for their business and um, really achieve their dreams. You know, James, you segued perfectly into my next question. 
you mentioned you've been through this multiple times. So talk a little bit, both of you, about your backgrounds and kind of who you are and how you came to the idea of starting this business. I'll start by just talking about myself. Uh, so I actually went to school for secondary education to become a teacher. I was a high school teacher for about four years until my son was without childcare and I decided to just kind of stay home and spend some time with him. Throughout that time, I realized that um, going back to teaching was not for me at the moment. Um, while I really enjoyed teaching, I really enjoyed my students. Um, there's a lot more. It's a mixed bag. And I'm sure any educators who are out there listening would know um, that it's, it's not as easy as just going uh, in there and My, my mom was a lifetime teacher and uh -huh. uh, she ended up retiring early because she just had had enough of, uh, we don't need to get into it, but yes. you know, some <laughs> of the, the politics and the, absolutely the parents that are not really doing their part and you can go on and on, right? Absolutely. There are so many layers to that. Um, yeah. So it was the, the children I love and the students, I love working with them. Um, however, all the extra stuff was just a lot. <laughs> so I decided that I didn't want to go back to teaching. And in the meantime, I was like, what can I do? I started doing some nannying, some different things that I could do with my son in tow. And that kind of just whet my appetite for you know, how are, are there different ways that I can make money that don't require me to go to a nine to five job that don't require me to basically be away from my child all day, every day and take all of my attention and energy. And um, eventually after I had our, our second child, our daughter, Alyssa, who is now seven, I decided, well, I'm going to start a daycare, a home daycare. Actually, I started working at a daycare first and realized, okay, this isn't for me either. I don't really like this either. And decided, well, I could probably make more money doing this by myself at home, you know? And so I started off taking one, two, three kids, you know? and you know having a fun day with them which i love i love spending time with children and eventually before i knew it i had outgrown the space of our home because i had a full load of children during the day and then i had children coming after school so it was chaos <laughs> to say the least here in the evenings um but i did that for quite a few years and i really loved it um it outgrew our house and you know again i was making good money doing that and it was great and i was like well now what's the next next move as my children went into school i decided okay well i, I still want to do something on my own and i don't want to go back to the nine to five life so we decided, James and I, to start Blank Space so we can help encourage other people in their entrepreneurship journey. I also have a second business that I run on my own. It's more of a creative business. And, um, you know, for Blank Space, it's the best of two worlds in a lot of ways because James is our finance guy. He's the, the, the strategic thinker. I'm very much the creative person and the like a solutioner is what I call myself. I like to find ways to fix common problems that entrepreneurs have. Um, my story is not nearly as exciting as India's. So um, I'll try to keep up, but um, I, <laughs> I've been in the corporate world for 15 years now. And so I've seen a lot of great things. I worked with a large bank. Uh, most recently I've been working as a treasury manager for a real estate company. So um, been in and around cash and finances. Uh, I have a finance and entrepreneurship degree. But some of the fun things I did do was I started my own music group 
back in 2008, we started our own record label. It didn't blow up into anything huge, but that was my first foray into business. And, you know, doing that as well as helping India to launch her daycare and her um, creative business, which is called India's Create Space, by the way. I, I just saw opportunities. Um, I saw India working through, you know, working really hard, staying up late, working, you know, diligent hours um, to try and, uh, just get her businesses off the ground. And so seeing that firsthand, I realized that, you know, I've been blessed with a lot of different skills as it relates to um, my degree, right? Also, you know, have my MBA. So there's just a host of skills that I have as it relates to business, business development. So, you know, I just saw as I'm working with India and I, as I've worked on my own ventures, there's a lot of people out there just like me, you know, and, uh, and just like her, uh, people who don't want to, you know, stay in the rat race and of, of corporate life. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. But I just think a lot of people are not pursuing what it is that they're passionate about because they feel stuck. You know, they feel stuck having to run this race in a corporate world, trying to, you know, build their career only to ultimately end up feeling like, man, I have a lot of regret because I didn't pursue that thing that I was passionate about. I didn't develop that product that I wanted to. Um, And so I think, you know, I I don't want people to end up like that. I want to be able to help people in the moment they're in to take step by step, build their dream, build, you know, whatever it is that they have uh, an interest in or whatever they feel passionate about. I think that's where my feeling of success comes in, just, you know, seeing people do that. Well, how did you decide to start the business together? Talk about that process and what the considerations were that went into that. Because whenever you go into business with a, a spouse or a family member or a good friend, it can bring you closer, but it can also mm-hmm. cause friction. So yeah. talk about that process for the two of you. Interesting enough, you know, I was the one with the original kind of vision for starting the company. Um, so I was just kind of forging ahead, putting ideas to paper, you know, creating strategy for it um, a few years back. And as I kept talking about it, um, India started taking a real interest in it. And I think it was, and I'll let her speak to it, but as she was going through her daycare work, um, I think she started to realize what I was talking about, which is it's really hard to do it on your own. And so she started taking um, quite an interest in it. And we decided it would be a good idea, good idea to go at it, you know, as a partnership. So um, we started, you know, kind of going down that path. And um, it, it is interesting because so India and I, we're really good at working on our own. Um, and it's been a little bit of a learning opportunity every day for um, realizing how we can work better together and become a better team. And so, like you said, you know, in certain ways, some of that's been natural, but there's other ways where you could see our, you know, independence kind of come through. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have to work through that. And I'll be the first to admit that um, as collaborative as I, I think myself to be, I know sometimes I do have a tendency to, uh kind of run the race on my own and it's important to um you know delegate and it's important to partner and truly collaborate and so i've been learning a lot about you know how to do that you know through this but also through you know through our marriage right yeah i mean i think it can be a challenge and it's certainly something people who are thinking about doing this should 
do some soul searching and a lot of, I think, open communication because let's face it, if you have an entrepreneurial streak in you, you've probably got some pretty common traits, right? You're independent, you are stubborn about certain things, you're passionate. Um, and so, you know, anytime you get, and I think this is true, not just for husband and wife or family members or, or friends, but really anytime you go into business with someone, folks need to, I think, be aware of those common personality traits for entrepreneurs can sometimes, uh, you know, take maybe take people a little bit by surprise. They may not realize that about themselves. So I think the timing of your business is certainly very timely. I've been reading a lot about the great resignation, the number of people who are interested in starting their own business is at probably an all-time high or one of the all-time highs. Talk about what you see in terms of the great resignation and people wanting to start businesses. Do you think that's, is that permanent? Well, I wouldn't say that I have done any uh, statistical work. I told you James is the numbers guy. So, uh, <laughs> but personally speaking, I can tell you, you know, around my circle of friends and people who I in- encounter on a day-to-day basis, we definitely see that more and more there are people who are trying to uh, throw their hat into entrepreneurship. And so um, I don't think when we had the idea we were necessarily thinking about that at the time but you know sometimes things just kind of happen that way um but i think a lot of people are just ready are realizing that you know the the nine to five job a lot of times is very constraining even though it feels like oh i can just turn it off five o'clock and get about my day and we're realizing now more and more that that just doesn't happen you know um just like i said when i was teaching when people would say well it's great that you have the summer off and you have spring break and i'd be like look i work through the summer and spring break too and when i come home at 2 30 i after work, I come home and I work more. So right, um, right. I definitely papers and yes. planning, doing lesson plans and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Calling parents and you know all kinds. Yeah. So I think more and more people are seeing like I'm putting all of this effort and time into to building somebody else's business and to making other people millionaires and to you know uh, creating legacy for all these other people. And at the end of the day, there's very little to show for it. You know, you get your, your, your salary, you may get your raise, you may get a raise and then that's it. And you start all over the day after. So I think more and more people are starting to see that there is uh, their ideas and their passions are marketable and that people can make, they can make their own money and build their own legacy and just kind of have more charge of their own lives. Yeah. Well, I think there's a stability piece too. I think that in the past, there was more of a sense that your nine to five job brought you more stability and more reliable paycheck. And I, I think people are increasingly realizing this is just me talking and, you know, through talking with friends and other entrepreneurs. But I think there's increasingly a sense that these companies, that is not the case. I mean, you know, there are events that happen, the political events pandemics. I mean, you know, companies have to change really quickly and some of them are not very good at it. And as a result, the, the employees feel maybe disposable. And if you feel disposable or you feel like you might be, that certainly doesn't give you much of a sense of stability. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, We had actually, I actually have a friend who worked for a company and she works long, long hours, like crazy, never saw her children, you know, very rarely saw her for Thanksgiving or anything. And she relocated for a job that she worked really, really hard for, got there for a month. And then they laid her off for a very small mistake. You know, I'm just like, you've spent five years putting all this all this time and effort into this company and they were just so easy it was so easy for them to just let her go yep so you know why not drive your own bus at least um absolutely at least you're in control of it and you know you might be successful you might not but at least you're driving the bus so are you focused on a certain type of client a certain demographic so, I mean, that's a great question. And as somebody with a uh, an MBA and a, uh, a business degree, you would think that I would have like a specific target market answer for that. But the reality is one of the benefits of it being not the day job is that you get to kind of learn, right? And you get to develop your target market and your demographic as you go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would say our target market right now is going to be a little bit of an outside the box answer. It's the word of mouth, you know, people who have worked with us and are telling their friends and telling their neighbors, um, telling their family, hey, look, you know, James in India, blank space helped me out uh, tremendously. And um, so that's what we've been doing to date as we consider how we grow. Target market research is like top of the list for me. But I can tell you um, from a demographic standpoint, you know, there are people who are, uh, and I don't want to limit anybody in this, so I'm, you know, a little, little careful to answer, but we're in our mid-30s, and I think, you know, a lot of our friends are at the same kind of point we're at, where, you know, they've been working in the corporate job, corporate, you know, world for, you know, the 15 years or so since they got out of, you know, their undergrad, and they want to develop products. They, you know, they want to provide services and so those are the people that we're primarily, you know, focusing our efforts on um, people with families, um, because qu- quite honestly, you know, with, with littler to you know, middle aged kids uh, in particular, because they don't have the time. You know, you, you not only are you working every day uh, doing your day job with a corporate that is probably taking up as much time as possible from you, but. Your kids are into sports and other activities. You have family matters. Um, You know, as you get to this age range in your mid to late 30s, I think reality sets in. You know, parents are getting older. Um, People are getting sick. Uh, You got the pandemic raging. You know, there's all sorts of things happening. I think people are rethinking priorities, you know, at this stage of their life. And, you know, the other part, um, I'm white, India's black, um, so we have a mixed family. We really care about empowering people in in the city, you know, people in urban environments who, quite honestly, don't have the access that they need to basic services, healthcare, grocery stores, uh, you know, things like that. And so, I think empowering people to be able to become their own business owners is a great way to help people grow and develop and get themselves in a, in a place where, um, you know, they can serve their communities. So yeah. what you're hearing in, in that is we are actually right now actively seeking partnerships with um, like inner city uh, community development organizations, because I just believe there's a lot of opportunity there. And yeah. I know India does as well. Well, there is. And, you know, I'm very passionate about trying to focus on underrepresented entrepreneurs. The amount of 
venture capital and other money that institutional money that goes to women-owned businesses, to businesses owned by immigrants, people of color, even vets, is, it's shockingly low. And we really need, I think, as a society to do some things to help change the balance of that because it, it's just not reflective of where we are as a society demographically these days. And so, you know, I'll get off my soapbox, but I'm I'm totally in sync with yeah. with where your passion is. What kinds of things specifically do you help entrepreneurs with? So uh, we'll take it from the ground roots. So um, we help with basic startup uh, needs and initiatives. So things um, just like getting your LLC started or a sole proprietorship started, obtaining an FEIN, establishing basic accounting software and budgeting, forecasting, modeling. Um, We help with website design, uh, social media builds. You know, there's so many things that a business owner needs to think about. And so what we're trying to do is solve that entire, you know, riddle. So it's kind of like a puzzle, right? You know, a thousand piece puzzle, you pour all the pieces out and then you're trying to put it together. You know, depending on how you build it, you know, I always find the corners first and I go with the edges and then you start filling in the inside based on, um, you know, the buildings or, you know, whatever else you can connect. Really, it's it's all encompassing, but that's where we start. And then um, as it relates to, you know, existing businesses, it's all about, you know, what are your plans for growth? Because um, you may be doing this just because it's something you're interested in. You really don't have any, you know, you're cool with, you know, working your corporate job and, you know, and this is just a nice little hobby and that's absolutely fine. You know, probably not much room for us to help there, but if you're somebody who's like, yeah, you know what, I really want to grow this business and I just, I don't know how, or maybe I know how I just don't have the time then, um, you know, we're focused on how can we help you business plan, uh, financial plan, marketing strategies, how do you acquire and retain customers, you know, obtaining grants and investments into the into the business. So, you know, like I said, all encompassing. And the exciting thing about what we do is that every single client that we work with gets a customized plan. So we sell courses. We have courses on our website that we sell. Uh, six steps to start your business is one of them. It's well priced, not very uh, pricey for the average person, but that's kind of just like a consistent revenue stream for us. Our what we really enjoy, what we love to do, is to sit down, understand, and assess where you're at in your journey, and then put together a customized, personalized plan that meets your needs for how you get to that next step in your journey and then that next step and then you know kind of carrying on from there well so you must draw upon other people for areas of expertise i mean i think one of the things that becomes clear when you're an entrepreneur is that there is so much to learn and even if you are a marketing whiz or you're really savvy with money management you may not know beans about how to build a website or uh, an e-commerce site or how to get good tax advice. So how do you approach that? 
First, I would say um, we are working on building our network. We do have some people who we work with for different things. Um, and uh, we're also not uh, afraid to say, like, if we don't know, we don't know. And we'll we'll, we'll figure out. We'll ask people, ask around. Um, but we are working on building our network so that we can incorporate more people. We have people who do technology and logo design, and, and we call on their expertise when we don't have it. Talk about your business model just a little bit. You alluded to online courses, but also coaching. And I know, James, when we talked before the show, you even talked about a kind of a done for you option. So talk about the different models you're looking at or are using. So I think we have three basic um you know, sources of revenue as it relates to our business model. So first is the courses. So what we do is uh, we put together courses for the people who who may not um, become a, uh, you know, uh, a client of ours um, from the coaching or consulting standpoint. So somebody was just like, you know, I'm hands on and I'd rather just pay, um, you know, $99 for this six step course. I'd like to go download it and, you know, we, we've created in such a way that um, basically uh, you get, um, you know, each session one day or two days after the next. So it's very automated um, and it allows you to be able to just kind of grow through the process on your own. That would be for, you know, the ultra hands-on individual, probably somebody like me, to be honest with you. I'm, that's kind of how I am. I'm like, just tell me, tell me where to go, where to find it, and I'll go do it myself because uh, I enjoy that. But then our second um, stream here is the coaching. And so coaching is what we view a 50-50 partnership between us and the client. And so um, what we do is we put together a unique plan you agree to it as a client. We move forward with uh, either a three-month, six-month, or 12-month plan to where we actually meet up once a week, either virtually or in person, and we coach you on what the next steps are for your business as it uh, sits within the plan that we've established and agreed upon. And so that's a, still a hands-on kind of approach for the client, a little bit more hands-off for blank space. Um, but then the third one is a relatively newer uh, stream that we've implemented, and that's what we call consulting. And consulting, we view as a 90-10 partnership from the standpoint of blank space will handle 90% of the work, and you'll handle 10. And your 10% really consists of you being available, able to provide us with information when we need it. But whether it be just getting your business launched and having you just, you know, sign the final paperwork or um, us creating a plan for you, you agreeing to it as agreeing to it and then us building your, you know, five year forecast or business plan, your marketing strategy, whatever it is, then we'll go and do it. And um, you're just kind of in a sense, you know, along for the ride. You know, we're, we're driving the bus in that uh, scenario and you're, you know, just kind of sitting on there and providing us, you know, with some direction, I'd say yeah. a little bit. Um, so those are the three, you know, basic premises of what we offer. I've heard someone else describe the last one as a done for you service. Yeah. I don't know if that's quite accurate in this case, but it's really a lot of people have phenomenal ideas. They just don't have time to do the heavy lifting. And that's kind yeah. of what it sounds like the third one is. Would you say that's accurate? I, I think so. Um, the only caveat that I'd add is that 
what's awesome about what we do with consulting is that you also, you get some of the coaching too, because, um, you know, as you've heard, India is an educator uh, by trade, right? And then um, just my experience and, and my desire is to empower people. And I love mentoring. I love coaching. I coach my kids sports. I want to be able to tell you a little bit about what we're doing every step of the way, because I think that could help you five years from now, right? When when yeah. we're not involved anymore and maybe you're starting that second venture, you can look back at some of the coaching and guidance that we've provided. So I think done for you is pretty accurate, um, but you know, with a little bit of an asterisk there that you still get, you know, some of the coaching as well. Yeah, great. Well, one of the things I certainly found as a SCORE mentor through that process, and even in terms of consulting myself, I found there was often a gap between what these folks sometimes think they need to do and what they really need to do to start and grow a successful business, especially, and, and I'm talking really about not people who have been through the journey before and are second or third timers with this. I'm talking about people who are, like you described India earlier, people who are just kind of fed up with the nine to five, they see it as dead end. So they, you know, I'm talking really about people who no, they don't want to do that anymore, and they think they want to start their own business, but there was often a gap. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that, you know, sometimes I have a list of 30 things that I need to do, and me being who I am, I feel like, oh, I got to accomplish all 30 of these things today in the next hour, because, you know, that's what makes me feel good at the end of the day. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to identify those things that are like, I, I need to get th this. These are the most important things that I need to get done. And some of these things can can hold off until later. Um, and that's a part of what we do for Blank Space as well is kind of just help people navigate like, you know, what are the things that just need to be knocked out right away? One of the things that I try and do is like three things. Um, I give myself three things a day that I need to do. Um, and I, I count on for sure doing one of them. And then I move the other two over to the next day if I don't. Because um, it's, it's definitely overwhelming. And so, I mean, I think that through coaching, what we would do is work with the person and say, hey, look, like these are the things that we think you are most important for you to knock out um, right away. And these are the things that can kind of hold off through consulting. What we're able to do is say, OK, well, here's your 30 things that you should do. We'll take 20 of those things and we'll do them for you. And then that way you can focus on the other 10 things that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's interesting. An interesting observation too. One thing that, that I've seen, I'm curious, uh, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it too, which is people who really want to do something different, but can't get past the noodling phase. They're just, off on this and maybe I want a daycare or well, maybe I want a restaurant. Maybe I want to, mm -hmm. you know, bake cookies and sell them. How do you deal with clients who are like that? Well, I will be very honest in saying that I am people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I am people. I'm somebody who thinks that I can do anything and that, um, you know, I have a million different great ideas and um, I've acquired the skills over time to be able to understand what things are 
I should do and what things are just good ideas that I should write down or, you know, just let let's rest. Um, but we really like to push people in blank space to follow your passion um, because any anybody can do a business because they feel like it's going to make them a lot of money. You know, I could sell gum and make a lot of money selling gum, but you know, I'm going to get burned out on selling gum after a little while because I'm not passionate about gum. Um, so we like to, to suggest that people like think about where your passions lie and pursue those passions. Because if you think outside of the box, almost anything that you're passionate about, you can, you can start a business, you can make money from. And one of the first things that we have on our website is a series we call find your why yeah you need to focus on why you're doing the business not just making money because that 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 bores very tires very quickly and you lose interest and then if you don't make the money that you thought you were going to make then you just say forget it and you move on um but if you have a why that's bigger than just money then that gives you uh, that helps provide clarity and focus and can help you drive you to continue yeah. on even when things get hard. Uh, you know, I've heard the same from lots of my guests. It, one, one thing that's kind of interesting is that uh, I recently had a franchise consultant on the show, and it was interesting that uh, he was counseling people that maybe you should not be it's something you don't you don't really need to be passionate about it just needs to fit your your business model i i don't know is that uh do you do you guys dabble in franchise consulting at all or um if people might be a good fit for that how how are you handling that no, uh, we haven't yet. Um, I am interested in franchising myself. <laughs> it's something that we've talked about, but again, you know, talking about a lot of different things, noodling and brainstorming. Um, I think it's uh, something for us that's definitely of interest. Um, I think franchising, if you have the resources or can obtain the resources to get your, you know, startup costs funded, um, it can be really exciting because it gives you a foray into, you know, starting your own business at a, um, a certain, you know, kind of floor level, right? Like it's got a higher floor than just starting out on your own and just scrapping away. Um, right, right. You you know, get, they so, give you, the best ones give you a blueprint on yeah. how to do it, which is kind of teaching you how to build a yeah, business. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If I can interject, I would say that like with the franchising and, 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 and things like that, I feel that it's different depending on what your mindset is. So, Yes, you could run a business on something that you're not passionate about. I can run a business selling gum and um, <laughs> I, I absolutely could do that. But part of my passion is entrepreneurship. And so those little challenges that come along the way, I I find joy in like fixing little problems. But if you're somebody who's just like, I just want to start a business, like I just want to love what I'm doing, then right. it's now not I want a great somebody idea. I want somebody to give me a roadmap on exactly how to do it. I, I think part of the problem is is, is that um, uh, people sometimes have a hard time. One, one of the biggest challenges, according to the franchise consultant, is that there are people who think they want to follow a blueprint, 
But then the biggest problem and reason people aren't successful with franchises is they think they can do it differently or do it better. And yeah. so, um, you know, I think for people who think about that, that's a that's a big challenge. I'll, I'll give you one story that was kind of funny. Uh, one of my score mentees was a woman who she and her daughter wanted to start a restaurant. And they were talking about a couple of restaurant chains that they really liked. And they're like, well, maybe we could be, uh, maybe we could start a franchise doing that. But, you know, but what we really want to do is create some cool dishes, you know, that are different. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, that that's where I think helping people with um, soul searching with, you know, kind of what their objectives are and what's realistic. I mean, most of these franchises, if you, you go, they're, they're not interested in, for the most part, they're not interested in your cool new dishes. There, yeah. there may be a process to submit that, but you know, it's so it's, I think it's important for people to really be, uh, honest with themselves about what they want and, you know the the freedom that they want because when you go down that path with the franchise you give up a lot of that freedom you get things but you give up that you know if if your desire is to create new dishes you know a franchise restaurant might not be the right choice for you absolutely no i think that's true of lots of businesses right yeah. Well, and I think, you know, that comes back to the concept of find your why. And so it's one of those things it's, you know, it's easily missed. So, you know, people decide I'm going to start this business and they never examine their mission. They never examine their vision and they get burnt out because they get a few months into it and it becomes too hard because they have to do all this, all these things that are boring and not fun, like, you know, going and getting your FEIN and, and that right. kind of thing. Doing a oh, business plan is not easy yeah, for a lot yeah. of people. That now, that requires a lot of pencil to paper. It does. And yeah. and then you kind of go, well, I don't know. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't know about that. How do I price yeah. that? How, what would my revenue be? I don't right, know. Right. And you don't want to do the research. And, and ultimately what you might find is that, and, and this isn't always the answer, so I don't want to just, you know, make it as easy as what I'm about to say, but you might find that, this this isn't really what I'm passionate about or interested in. And so I think it's important and it depends on the person. So we don't do this with everybody, but um, it's important to take a step back and say, why am I doing this? Why am I interested in it? Am I interested in this for money? Because if you are, you should just shut it down. Um, because the reality is by the time you get to a point where you're making really good money, you're going to be you're going to be burnt out you know, from what you're doing. Yeah. So like, you know, do something that you enjoy, do something that interests you. And I think, you know, I've had this conversation with my son, my son is 11. He has a ton of great ideas. Um, you know, but, and he probably gets incredibly frustrated with me when I ask him this question, but he'll come and say, Hey, but hey, you're I a have... dad, you're a dad. Yeah, exactly. but, I mean, that goes do. with the territory, right? It, so. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're at that stage now where if he's not getting mad with me, I'm probably not doing something right. So, um, <laughs> but he'll come in and say, Hey, I, have this idea i'm like cool tell me about it and you, you know he goes on to me i'm like what's the value and he's like huh w what value are you adding to people's lives people right. care about value they won't say that right because right. people will say price and quantity and quality and all those other things but what they're really communicating to you is value so find something that adds value to people's lives and you can sell it so if you combine that with your passion and interest now you're providing a value that no one else can. 
Um, you know, and you find that niche, you find that, you know, that one differentiator that identifies, you know, your value proposition, and that's what you focus on. Um, and that's, you know, kind of where you go. So I think when you mix your why with the value that you can add to people's lives, that's a really powerful combination. Yeah, it definitely is. Talk about your pricing and marketing strategies. What how did you settle on the pricing you did and um you know how how you've decided you're going to market your business and what's been successful and what hasn't been so successful yeah um i'll talk a little bit about our pricing as it relates to the three different uh, streams we talked about so you know three different products we offer um so we've uh we've priced out our we price out our um, our courses online to be something that you know is very affordable. So uh, I believe right now we're um, our six steps to start your business is being priced at hundred dollars, and we may even have a discount on it right now. So that walks you through the entire business startup process. So it's basically a standardized coaching, if you will, with worksheets for you to complete. You know, kind of homework for every session. Um, and it's a video guide uh, that just completely walks you through things such as, you know, deciding, should I start an LLC? Should I start a sole proprietorship? Um, how to go about getting your FEIN, uh, looking for financial software, how to build a forecast for revenues and expenses, um, how to uh, promote and market your product. So that's what that, you know, um, product is. Um, our coaching is our next, what I would say, so that's our first tier in terms of, um, you know, pricing our middle tier is the coaching. And so the way we price that is usually in a coaching package kind of way. So, um, like I said earlier, we do three months, six month and 12 month coaching packages. And those are priced, um, uh, at a rate that's based on that package that we're offering. And so um, that's going to depend on what all are we coaching you through. Um, if it's a shorter three month time frame, you're going to get a higher per hour, you know, rate versus six month or an extended 12 month plan. Our um, highest rate, our highest package is the consulting package. And the reason for that is because you know, we're, we're kind of taking on 90% of the work, like we mentioned. So right, right. Um, we bill at a billable rate um, per hour on those. And we do also offer if there's something specific. So for example, say somebody just needed help with starting their business from scratch, getting their LLC set up, uh, setting up an S corp, um, getting their FEIN uh, and getting their bank account open um, and setting up their initial accounting software. I would price that out as a package as opposed to billable hour because that's something that we can knock out in three hours, yeah. you know, for somebody. Um, but if but our goal is to the the idea with the billable rate is to keep it very flexible for people on a month by month basis. So you agree to you know a three six or twelve month plan, um, but every month looks a little bit different. So uh, maybe we knock out twenty hours of work for you in the first month, and then the next month you're just you know kind of doing some things that don't require as much service from us. That allows you the flexibility to take a step back, and um, you know you may not pay us very much for that second month. Um, we hop back on in the third month, so it's it's a very flexible um, you know billing uh, strategy. And the reason for doing that is because um, 
particularly at the startup stage, you're, you're, you're still trying to sell people on, you know, why right. they need your service, right. you know? So right. and um, you, may, you may need to pivot and yeah. do something a little differently, change your offering, repackage it, um, you know, yeah. do something, yeah. do something different. Right. Exactly. And priorities shift. I mean, you know, one of the most exciting things that could happen is, you know, we work with a consulting client. Uh, we work in, in a consulting matter with a client for, you know, say two or three months and their product takes off all of a sudden out of nowhere. You know, we were working on the growth plan and then they just, you know, they do an interview like this and then everybody's, you know, buying the next best thing, you know. Um, and so then now all of a sudden that's a totally radical shift. And so we're going to shift our focus and hopefully we continue to work with somebody like that. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, but that's a success story. Um, right. or on the other, on the flip side of it, maybe, you know, unfortunately something bad happens, you know, um, somebody, um, somebody gets sick in the family, you know, they get COVID or somehow they're affected, um, by a job loss or something like that. Now we, we want it to be flexible so that, Hey, look, you're not just paying us because you agreed to, we're going to take a pause with you because what you're going through is challenging. And so um, we want to allow you the time to, you know, kind of clarify what your next steps are, you know? Yeah. Um, so priorities shift and we want to be flexible to people's needs. Well, you know, it occurs to me though, one of the challenges, it's great to be flexible for the clients and I'm sure they appreciate it, but um, I, I would think that makes your revenue projections um, more challenging. It does. I mean, so, you, you know, I think with this kind of goes in my financing roots, um, you know, you always have to build in sensitivity and margins, you know, for error or for change. And so um, it's one of the things I always encourage um, clients to think through is, you know, well, what happens if this doesn't sell? So you you want, you know, to sell a thousand of these widgets, you know, in, in three months. Let's be realistic that's going to be more like 500 max, you know? So let's have two different scenarios that we work with. One that's maybe the more realistic and then the one that's aspirational. And, um, and so we kind of do the same thing. There's certain targets that we have in mind. Um, but I also am sensitive to know that, you know, those targets, like let's, let's see what's realistic here and let's leave an open door for, you know, what we can aspire to. Yeah. Well, and if you're, you're like uh, a lot of service consultants, one of the challenges is that you have crickets chirping for a while. This is what I found at least. <laughs> and I know other friends. And then all of a sudden you're hit with a tsunami and you are wondering <laughs> how in the world you're going to get all of that done in a short time period. So yeah. the lumpiness is, I think for service businesses of all sorts is, is a common challenge. Sure. It is. Yeah, what, definitely for us. Well, talk about how you funded this. Are you bootstrapped? Have you pitched your business and found outside funding, friends and family? How have you gone about that? Um, we're personally funding everything right now. Um, you know, James, he still works his, his uh, nine to five job. Um, and so we're doing this pretty much on our own at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we do have. So in part of uh, the rationale for doing that is because 
It starts as a service business. It's very challenging to raise any kind of funding and financing for, you know, a service business, uh, particularly yes, one, you know, you, you, we want to continue that's, to- that, By the way, that's a really important point for those of you out there who are thinking about starting a service business. So yeah. listen up. Yeah. So continue, James. Sorry. I didn't yeah. I know. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as a service business, you're trying to identify, you're, you are the product. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, as you being the product, you're trying to build templates, I think that you can utilize for the next client and then the next client, you know, so, but, you know, one of the things that we are in, in discussions of implementing now is more of a tangible product, you know, so what would it look like to provide, uh, you know, we have the videos, the, the, uh, the courses that you could buy, you know, that you could buy, which is digital in nature. Um, but what would it look like to actually have like the ultimate, you know, startup guide for mm -hmm. a business, um, something that's a tangible physical product that you can buy, you know, as a physical book for, you know, the old schoolers like me, um, or you could get, you know, digitally, um, where you have workbooks and you can complete it either, um, you know, online or you can complete it in an Excel workbook or PDF, whatever it may be. So, you know, and the reason, one of the reasons for that is because I think it provides us with an opportunity to actually seek some financing. Um, right. And so as, as low as, you know, interest rates are right now, it doesn't mean that banks are lending. So, you know, it's difficult to get, you know, any, any real bank loan. Um, of course you can go that route, but I think, you know, um, one of our interests, and I, I know other people are interested in is the crowdfunding concept, you know, grants, um, you know, real like seed financing, you know, uh, angel investors, things like that. So, you know, along that route, um, I have, you know, we, we have a network of people, um, but we're continuing to expand our network um, to uh, include people who are, you know, who invest in others' businesses. Um, and ultimately for us, we haven't talked about this at all, but one of our interests is to, um, you know, invest in other people's businesses. So um, that's an arm that we hope to develop for Blank Space soon, kind of like a Blank Space, you know, angel investing arm, you know. Wow. Well, you know, you're, you're genius at uh, segueing into my next questions, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, if the business is, is successful and keeps growing the way that you envision, what will Blank Space look like, do you think, in three years? I was trying to point to my wife for this one to India, but she pointed back to me. So. India gets all the hard questions, I, right? Yeah, I don't know. You know, well, well, you know, I think we can speak about it in a couple of different levels. So, um, you know, ultimately for for India and I, um, then we're full time entrepreneurs. That's um, that's my goal as uh as the you know one of the founders here with my wife of blank space is to ultimately be able to wake up every day and spend my time coaching and consulting with people and helping them to start and grow their businesses um so on a personal level that's super important to me i think that also ties into what my kids see um, because i want my kids to do things differently for me i'm super grateful um that my parents encouraged me to go to college and that I got my MBA, um, but you know, the world is different. And you know, you can earn millions of dollars by making videos on YouTube, you know, like I wanna encourage my kids to go 
now like figure out what it is that you're passionate about now and i think by them seeing us doing this and getting to a point where we're doing it full time it, it provides a dose of reality you know to what's possible um as it relates to the business i, I mean i I want to hire. Um, uh, you know, I would love to see us have additional coaches and consultants on board in different avenues. So we talked a little bit about the network and how we have uh, people who specialize in tax. We know people who specialize in digital marketing and um, logo design and graphic design. I would love to be able to uh, hire a full team of people who specialize in those different areas um, and, you know, put that all under the blank space umbrella. Uh, so that's a little bit, I think about, you know, how I look at it, you know, um, three years, maybe too soon for that. Um, but when I think about three to five years, I think, you know, we'll definitely be down that path. Yeah, interesting. Um, well, last question for both of you. Um, how can people reach you if they're interested in learning more about blank space or, um, you know, maybe they just want to brainstorm with you to see if they're a good fit for what you offer? Yeah. Um, so our website is blankspacecoach.com. And on that website, we have information about us, um, our uh, consultation and coaching methods. Um, you can purchase the courses. And one of the things that's really cool about what we offer is uh, what we call uh, an initial discussion slash assessment. So um, it's it's free. You don't pay for it. We sit down and we, we try to target like 20 minutes. To be honest, it always goes beyond because, as you can tell, I'm a talker um, and I love, you know, asking questions and hearing about people's stories. Um, but it's it's just a, a, a very it's a free um, informal way for us to get to know you and your interests, your passion, brainstorm a little bit with you. Um, and then honestly identify whether or not blank space is a good fit. Um, I think it's important not only for you as a client, um, to determine, are we a good fit, but we try to determine that for you too, because maybe it's just us getting together for 20 to 30 minutes that spurs something, but you're not ready yet you know, to make a, make a move. We don't want you to pay for a service that doesn't ultimately provide you with value at this point, right. you know? So, um, you know, feel free to go to our website, uh, check it out and schedule that assessment. Um, because, you know, we love meeting with people, learning about their passions and interests and, and trying to determine if, um, you know, we're a good fit for, uh, providing value to, to what they need. Well, there's certainly the, the range of things that people think about and ways to earn money are um, once you start digging into it, it just uh, it's mind boggling. It really is. So India and James, thanks so much for joining me this week on The Savvy Entrepreneur. It was a delight to have you and to listen to the story of your business. Thank you Thank for you having so us. Much. Yeah, great we're, time. we're grateful for you. So, folks, thanks again to my guests this week, India Henderson and James Wilkinson, the founders and owners of Blank Space, a coaching and consulting service for entrepreneurs just like all of you listening out there. So check out their website and go take a look and see what they have to offer. 
Thank you to my listeners. You're the reason I do this. You can find more helpful information and resources for businesses on my website, my consulting website, globalocityservices.com. And I've now created a new radio show focused website called thesavvyentrepreneur.com. You'll find there a library of blogs and tools and podcasts and other free resources for small businesses and entrepreneurs. For you, my door is always open. I welcome comments, questions, suggestions, just to shoot the breeze. Email me at dnagel, N-A-G-E-L, at lakesradio.org. You'll always get a response back from me. Now, be sure to join me again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. But until then, I'm Doris Nagel, wishing you happy entrepreneuring. 